We solemnly swear we're up to no good. where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Lefebvre. And we have Tim with us for yet another day this week. Round out the whole, almost round out the whole week. Yeah. Uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Almost done. Almost there. Speaking of tunnels. Tunnels. Speaking of tunnels. Uh, in minute 24 today, minute 24 starts with Hagrid uh, telling the head goblin about Vault you know which. And then ends with Vault you know which. It, 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 um, they kind of lined up perfectly here. I find it interesting that he's very secretive about which, which vault, but we see at the end of the minute the goblin just shouts it out. Vault 713! Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. We're trying to be discreet here. Save it. That's at the end of the minute. I know, but still. <laughs> Book ends that yeah. just screaming the name of the vault. It really, it really is Vault Seven Hundred Thirteen. Uh, makes me think that he really didn't need to be as secretive as he was. In no, this. no. Well, no. And even in the book, I think he says about you know what in Vault Seven Hundred Thirteen. Like Hagrid even says it. So I oh, think that yeah. they just made it a little more secretive in the movie, as if it's like just to just to confuse Harry a little bit more. Yeah, which you he know? gives a great. Confused look. Harry always has the best confused looks. He does. He does a really good job. He does. Little 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 Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. And then very seriously, the head goblin says, "Very well." And then, uh, and then we see the tracks on which the mine cars take people down into the depths it's, beneath Gringotts. It's really cool. It is really cool. <laughs> in the book, in the book, these mine cars travel uh, very quickly. And it's a very winding, very, like, there's uh, different turns and splits that you can take. And it seems that the cart might know its own way around. And Hagrid gets very ill uh, in in this. There's a, there's a moment in the book that I really like where, where Harry's kind of in awe of everything that he's seeing. He's trying to find out if he can see a dragon uh, as he's looking around the in- interior of Gringotts. And, and there are stalagmites and stalactites. And Harry tells... Hagrid. Like, I never knew what the difference between a stalagmite and a stalactite is. And Hagrid sickly tells him stalagmite's got an M in it. <laughs> now shut up, because I feel like I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I love that. I wish they'd had Hagrid being sick. On Me this. too! I mean, the the actual shot we get in the movie is, it's a very cool, like, it's a very short shot, but it's very cool. It could be a nice desktop wallpaper. Yeah. Um, It's very... I mean, I like the colors and the palette cool and everything, but shot. what it shows is not so much twists and turns so much as levels. There are various yeah. levels of Gringotts, which is interesting. I wish it had been curvy and twisty and before this, but it very much is a straight track. Um, but what I like, what I wish it had been twisting, twisting and turning and they just got to the straight part and he had been like all sick and yeah. hanging over the like, side Whoa. and about to puke on people below him. And they're like, oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
from the angle that we get here, if the round tunnel at the end that they came out of, if each one of those round impressions is another floor, this goes at least 30 stories down. And it's going to keep going. Well, it says it's miles. There's yeah, miles beneath. Miles beneath. It's just all it's just underneath London. It's just a web of Gringotts. Again. That's terrifying the, implications. But I think it's still a dimensional pocket. And it can no. go for as big as it <laughs> I like the idea of of the Wizarding World literally like encroaching on Muggle space. I don't like that idea. I like that idea, but I like it more in the dimensions encroach on each other's dimensional spaces and bubble dimension. Here's if you haven't figured it out, I'm a bit of a sci-fi guy. We can see. Everything's dimensional. Clearly. Yeah. Dimensional pockets. Portals to to other places. Perpendicular alley. Perpendicular alley. <laughs> oh. That was you a fun thought, minute. You thought some of the stores were boring at Diagon Alley. The stores are perpendicular. Well, they're Alley's not even stores. Terrible. It's just boring office space. Exactly. Office buildings. Yeah. You have the occasional trampoline park. <laughs> the trampoline, trampoline park. park. Okay. Yeah. They always put those in. Yeah, like a mall parking like, lot or something. Yeah, they put. I them mean, in is that like that uh, inflatable business world, area? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, off top. <laughs> Way off. Perpendicular top, alley. Right? We don't even see that in this movie. Nope. In the next, gotta wait a couple movies for perpendicular alley. <laughs> so, so the cart. I like the style of the cart. Grip hook has this steering wheel that it, it that's between the middle of the seats. And it almost looks like if you separated it out, that it'd be like... I don't know if it's a wheel so much as two like levers. A, I think it's just go they, they and like, stop. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think those are the... Break, in the break. Yeah, in the book, in the book after they leave this vault, uh, Hagrid asks if they can go a little bit slower, and Grip Hook's like, one speed only, and then he yep. dips it back on. And, exactly, because you got two levers. Okay. Yeah, it ha- go it and stop. Go, uh, it has to go super fast, because the whole point of that is a, is a security measure, so you can't... Confuse people so they don't know how to But get also, exactly. you've got miles and miles to cover, so yeah. there's... You do have a lot of space to cover in a short amount of time. It's so interesting that the different m- modes of travel, like, why can't they all just get on a broom and go down? Just they fly have to down take a mine. Like, yeah, I don't know. Underground space. I think that seems unsafe. Right. Well, like, a broom. Um, we discuss a broom travel in broom general. Is not very, very safe. unsafe, but they, it doesn't seem to stop what, them what before. Maybe goblins can't ride brooms. Oh, but owls can. <laughs> but owls can. <laughs> but owls can. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, ha- uh, Hedwig could have come down here. Yeah. No, we haven't gotten her yet. Yeah, had, yeah. But, so, but we assume she exists at this point. We do. I mean, yeah, she does. She, she does. She is alive. <laughs> Well, we don't know. Can they Hagrid conjure owls? Conjured Hedwig. <laughs> Hedwig hasn't gone by yeah. No. So so they get to the vault. Vault 687. Is there a significance? No, it's just the number that's Harry's vault. That's Harry's vault. I need a numerologist to come through and figure out Tell what, the significance what the significance of, what? of 687. Okay, a part is coming up It it just after they get to the vault. Grip Hook says, Lamp, please. <laughs> <laughs> Grip Hook takes the lamp about ten steps. So Hagrid hands the lamp to Grip Hook. Grip Hook takes the lamp about ten steps and then the hands the lamp back to Hagrid. Like, hold yes. this so I can turn the key. Why did he need the lamp at all? I don't know. I wrote this down in my notes too. Was was Hagrid in the process of getting out about the Maybe he took the lamp so that Hagrid could like pull like climb out of the cart. Out of the cart. Like he couldn't do it while his hands were full <laughs> why with did, the lamp. But why but why didn't Hagrid just hold on to the lamp the entire time? There was literally no Grip Hook was trying point. to help him. He's like, Except lamp, please, that we see please. 
Yeah, He's lamp place. He didn't say that. <laughs> lamp place. Yeah. It's just, it's the most useful thing. Warwick Davis voice, you know? Uh, it it wasn't, yeah, it's not Warwick Davis. This is Vern Troyer. Uh, but it's, it but is it's Vern Troyer. Okay, but is the, the okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and the voice is still, the voice is still Davis Davis dubbed yeah. over. Okay. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I, unless, I think, maybe it's just a ceremonial lamp. Maybe. It's just that you need it to open Open the it's vault. old traditions, and it's actually a weird magic thing. The vault won't open unless, unless it's got the presence of the, the lamp. The lamp is closed. The okay. person has to hold the lamp and then open the... I don't know. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I I really like um, when Griphook unlocks the, unlocks the vault... We get this really great shot of all the frills at the end of his his uh, shirt around his wrist, and I really I like all the frills. I think oh, his, uh, his adornments. Um, he's very dapper. <laughs> this little this little goblin little coat. Yeah, and I, we can. I hear... do like the key and the and the lock and the where it is. It's kind of hidden. Yeah, it's sort yeah, of it's like, like a, you turn the thing to yeah. expose the keyhole. I wish it, because there's, there's clearly some sort of ornate thing on the outside of the door that we don't really get to see the door, which I think is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, It'd be nice to get a better shot. Like a shot of, oh, this door, because it's a huge door, even for, it is. I mean, it's, obviously it's next to a goblin, but it's a big door. I'd like to see it. Yeah. But it reminds me of in Captain America, at the very beginning of that movie, when the uh, Tesseract is hidden in the big yes. sculpture of... Um, Yggdrasil, and they find he pushes on a little thing, and it comes. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, it's hidden in here. You open it up, use there the key. Is. Yeah, there's, but it, this doesn't seem to have any sort of magical. If you've got a key, not really. In... Well, if you, yeah, you're right. Like it is just a key that opens a lock on this door. But you'd have to be mad to have sound... a key that opens a lock. And you can hear, you can hear all the like gears and tumblers turning inside yeah, the door. But it's still just a the... key that. Yeah. Um, it was just a it was just a key. It's maybe it's automatic. I still have not seen any kind of crazy security in Gringotts. No, I don't think there's very much at all. We don't see. We don't see. Well, actually, so so, you know, we don't even get that line uh, that you'd be mad to try and rob it. That's exclusively for the book. In the movie, he just says that it's the safest place. Uh, it's the safest place in the world, save except Hogwarts, which is an impressive. <laughs> That's a big so claim. That's a, a big claim. claim. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know why. What makes it the safest place? Yeah, literally nothing. Just everyone's afraid of goblins. <laughs> Everyone is <laughs> right. terrified of goblins. So we open the vault and we see this very impressive mountain of gold yeah. um, and a great, another great John Williams flourish. Yeah, the music swell here is so fantastic. Very, and I like the way it pans over and Rad, little Radcliffe does a good job. Looking surprised. Looking like, oh, jeez, that's a lot of, yeah, that's a that's lot lot of, of shinies. So I had a question stuff. that I didn't think about until I was watching this minute more recently. Once we started doing this podcast, I was going through. Um, we don't know where the Potters got all their money from. Like, Harry's parents were in their early 20s when they died. So where did where did all this money come from? Well, if I can uh, go back just a little bit. Except that they eventually tell you, at this up to this point, they give you no exchange rate. No. In the book, they do, but up to this point, they don't, don't give. I don't know if they actually give you the exchange rate in the book. I don't know the the exchange rate that I found online. 
I don't but know. No, I, I mean, like you kind of based on the weight not, of not not to the American or British pound. Yeah. What I'm saying is exchange rate to like what oh. can what is the buying power of a of a okay. galleon and you know, sure and all that. You don't know. So for all we know, at this point in the movie, he's like, "There you go, Harry." You know, it's it's forty dollars. That's what <laughs> that's what your that's what this is. You know, because that's all it that's all yeah, it could we be. Know. We don't know if I polished a million pennies and they all looked shiny and stacked them up like <laughs> they're like all this? stacked there, they it would look really impressive. <laughs> and, well, it, you know, and it was still a million pennies is actually a decent amount. Yeah, like, you know, say a hundred bucks. Okay, a hundred bucks of pennies. If I shined it and stacked it up all nice, it would look really impressive. Especially if and I, like and this. if I made that the only way that you could get your money is to go in and to take a handful, take of, handful pennies. of pennies, it, it would seem very impressive. You'd be like, "Oh man, this is awesome! This is, this is great!" But I'm this impressed. is just—I just need gas this week, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, as as far as okay, so we've, we've discussed the lineage of the Potters and the Evanses, yeah, and vaults are inherited. Yes, so it doesn't necessarily have to be his parents' money. Uh, the only wizarding family is the Potters. So what if it was this is the Potter family? You vault. are absolutely on point. I, I did some digging. This all comes from Pottermore here um, about the 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 fortune did was inherited by James and. It seems to go all the way back to a 12th century wizard who is, was known as the Potterer. And I think that he was just kind of this eccentric, like, wizard living in Muggle community pre, uh, statute of secrecy. And he was creating, like, remedies for people. Right. Um, and it says his name was Linfrey, Linfred of Stinchcombe. And he was a locally name. beloved and eccentric <laughs> man, uh, whose nickname, the Potterer, became corrupted in time to Potter. It says that uh, the Muggle neighbors often called upon him for his medicinal services, but it's believed that um, the remedies that he was creating eventually went on to be used it to, in like potions today. So he's uh, notab- most notably known for uh, creating Skelligro, which is uh, used in the next movie when Harry loses all the bones in his arm. Oh yeah! Oh my God! That awful. And and scene. has to grow back all his bones. And then there's another potion called the Pepper Up potion. And then. Generations later, um, Harry's, uh, not Harry's dad, Harry's grandfather, James's dad, is a gentleman by the name of Fleamont. And, uh, Fleamont was known for creating the magical Sleekeasy's hair potion. It, it, their tagline is, two drops tames even the most bothersome Barnet. And according to this Pottermore article, he, it was Fleamont who took the family gold and quadrupled it with this, uh, with this invention. So that's why it went from $10 to $40. Yep. It's now it's like $40 worth of galleons. So it's, <laughs> it is a series of business ventures. Yeah. It's just a family, um, like just family. It's just inherited, but you like figure that, going down. I mean, it's been what, 11 years? They had to have done some investing. May, I would. Or to just sit there and earn interest. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Green Gods is mysterious. If they're trying to hide Harry Potter for these first, like, 10, 11 years of his life, then who's officially in charge of his money? There must, have, there must have been someone going, there must have been someone going, well, the Potters aren't going to use it. What I can... Yeah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. What's going to happen to all of them? Because, yeah, it I sounds like... Dumbledore might be in charge of it. Yeah, put, put in his charge somehow. 
I mean, they put their I baby in the, in the I, charge. They, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't they put didn't. their baby in his charge. He just took, he just took, took charge. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. The fact that, you know, this is, again, outside the minute, but... The fact that he just leaves on the doorstep, you don't know if the Dursleys are going to be out of town. No! You don't know if they're like, oh, we've well, been on holiday for the last yeah, week. Uh, uh, Minerva's been there all day, and so she knows they're there. Okay. She she would have said something. We The book opens from Vernon's perspective, like, seeing the Going to work. Well, I'm yeah, saying, from the movie's perspective. From the movie's perspective, they do just drop him on a random doorstep, and we don't know. We know well, we know whose doorstep it is. We least, know. But sure. No, it says, did he say she, she's like, oh, these are the worst. Yeah, they're the worst sort of models imaginable. Yeah. They really are. They really oh, are. Oh, I could think of worse. <laughs> well, that's that's the way that they, yeah, me yeah. too, but that's that's her emphasis there, is they really are. At least he didn't leave them with goblins. <laughs> were they trying, I don't think they were trying, were they trying to hide Harry? I feel like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, why would But they everyone be? knows that Harry Potter's still, like, alive and around. Why did no one go searching know. for Harry? They know because that he's alive, but they don't know where he is. there's enchantments and stuff around the Dursley house, isn't there, that protects him. So if any wizard, like, came walking down Privet Drive, like, regardless of whether they're looking for Harry, if they came walking down Privet Drive, would that enchantment, like, steer them away from Fort Privet Drive in the same way that, like, muggles are steered away from I think it's the Quidditch like, Cup um... and from... Diagonal. Like you can, stuff. you can sense the force. <laughs> like maybe it is there's like the, a, the senses. You just don't feel the sense yeah. of of someone else there that has a wizardly ability. I don't know. Can wizards like feel the? I don't like, get the sense. Like that, if like if I've never met you before and I'm a witch, but and you're a wizard, but I don't know you are, and I'm just meeting you, you for the tell. first time. I don't think I'm gonna. Unless be able you're wearing to an awesome hat. Unless, yes. unless you're wearing an awesome hat. Like you know, that's a really awesome hat. You don't have to be a wizard, are you? Because. <laughs> <laughs> A mogul would be wearing that. No, I really don't know. I don't I think know. you can tell. So I, th- I don't think it matters. Can Force users in Star Wars tell that other people are Force users? Well, except all the Jedi weren't able to find Sidious. But beyond <laughs> that, but I, you're supposed to believe that. He's like just, the dark Let's not dark get on Star Wars. We'll man. be on there forever. Okay. Alrighty. So, so, a lot of money. Harry's got a lot of money. Presumably a lot of money. $40. It's $40. $40 goes a really long way. It does. No kidding, It does. He's a wise To be fair, the wizard economy has tanked. It's it's awful. The buying power of the dollar is very strong. Yeah. You can get a lot with a galleon. Yeah. Not... Well, no, with a dollar. With a dollar. With a dollar. You can get... Oh, so so does Harry... Well, Harry doesn't have any money. Any money. He's not converting any muggle money into galleons. No, he's not. No, he's a slave to Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Wow. Yeah. All right. Dumbledore, well, I was Dumbledore, the Dumbledore owns slaves. Uh, Mischief man. Mischief <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, join us tomorrow for for minute twenty five. You can you can follow us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute and at Twitter at HP Minute. You can email us at contact at hpminute dot com. You can find us at duelinggenre.com Uh. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Finished. <laughs>